0: There's a homeless person out there making $700 and only a week, selling nothing. Don't have a bank, don't have a fax machine, don't have a laptop, don't have a website, don't have social media, and they're making that type of money a week, tax-free, nothing. They're making more money than you and they don't have to pay the taxes
1: that you pay. And they go sit under the tree and go chill. You at work stressed out trying to drink coffee. Ben, this has been education.
2: (laughs) phone check. One, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker, Cherie Prince, asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries, we talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by Ben Brown, author and sales coach. Welcome, Ben.
0: Hi, how are you? How's everything going today?
1: I am so much better now that you are here. How about that? Love that. (laughs) Listen, when we were talking right before we got started and you were picking on me about being from Mississippi, I knew that this was going to be a great episode.
0: Yep. Minds of the South think alike.
1: They definitely do because you are chiming in from where?
0: I'm actually in Clearwater, Florida, but I'm from the great state of South Carolina.
1: The great state. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get right down to it. Sales coaching. Sales coaching
0: what is a sales coach the thing i tell people is that sales is a skill and so some people when they try to learn it theory does not work so reading a video or watching a video or reading a book on it's just general knowledge sales is a performance base so in order to get the best out of an individual working with a coach will give you the ability to give you the feedback to know because it's a lot of trial and error one thing you don't want to practice on is potential clients so it's like an acting coach so the main thing is that with the coach you're able to get the feedback that you need before you go into your performance uh, because the most powerful tool the potential client has is the one word that says no and your job is to make them not say no and help them get a product that they can do and so a lot of that has to do with confidence because you will face rejection a lot of people do not like rejection and that's the reason why people never stuck with sales or dabbled in it or never got into it and also it's mainly commission-based a lot of people don't want to deal with that as well they'd rather be nine to five and I, I don't blame them for that most people do as well right so it is a different occupation. It's not t- taught in college. Most people fall into it. And it is a process where well. I teach people. So being in the business for over 26 years and learning how to, the nuances of how it has not really changed over the last couple of years. But I found a knack that I not only can do it, but I can teach it.
1: Other than having confidence, have you found that people that are successful in sales have other personality traits? that are common for high achievers in sales?
0: Yeah, uh, you'll find individuals, because some people have that same born salesman, right? They have this personality. And truthfully, from what I've found, you can take somebody who's very talkative, they call them a people person, and put them in sales and you're like, this guy's just gonna blow the doors off. I can put that in comparison to somebody who is an introvert or not as personable, but I can train that follows the steps and put them side by side in a race for a couple of weeks or months. And most time that person that just follows the steps will outrun that personality person. The reason is because that person will continue to follow the steps, whereas that other person will depend on their personality and their mood. So when they start doing things wrong, they don't know why they're wrong. And most of those people are arrogant anyway. They don't want to follow anybody. So
1: So when it comes to steps, like what are some of these steps? What are some of the frameworks that you teach people to be successful in sales?
0: I try to keep it simple because the things I go through a lot of analogies I teach people to make it relative to them. No matter where you come from, a background of music or I use sports, any way to connect the dots for people to understand the concept. Sales is simple, but it's not easy. I say that again. Sales is simple, but it's not easy. Most people overthink it and don't understand their steps. So in my book, Master Art of Closing the Sale, here's the, the plug. There's 10 steps in every sale, but every business do not need 10 steps. On a gym business, you need five steps. Need, use, affordability, spouse, guest pass. In fitness, that's all you need. But in other products, you might need all 10 steps. Some processes are done immediately, depending on the price. Some sales processes last, what, a year? You're putting a project together, millions of dollars. It's all the same thing. And so when people say, I don't know if you can help me because we do this, I say, I really don't care what you sell. Product or service It's all about the process. You just put in the product or service in there, continue to work on the process and you get effectability. You try to tweak it and change it. That's why people get in the term called winging it. And uh, there's a lot of successful wingers out there until something comes in competition run out of customers, price hikes, somebody comes in, all these different things that come in and take their market, and they realize, hey, I wasn't really selling. I was just order-taking.
1: Oh, my gosh. And so what you said, because it sounds like every single business has an opportunity to have a sales force or sales training. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mark Cuban stated, he always stated, you can Google it, he says, the first thing, we we'll talk about the question in the end, but I'll cover that. But there's one thing every salesperson need to do, and I'll cover that later on for you. But yeah, it's, it's every company needs to have a sales. I've worked with companies who had no sales process, no sales team, where I came in and built sales team, built the system, hired the manager, gave them the keys to the car and walked away. So every company you go into, no matter what, and what I emphasize is sales is everywhere. It's everywhere. If you're married and you get divorced, you stop selling your kids. When they want you to pick them up, they're selling you. So you've been a born seller. Most of the time in Western civilization it has been taken out of you because everything is school driven and money driven, not ass driven. So when you go overseas and you go to these markets and people are like asking you all the time, you feel so uncomfortable. This is how civilization works. It's just because in the Western civilization, we decided to put price tags. on So if you can't afford it, you don't ask for it.
1: That is so good. So tell us, how much of that is covered in your book?
0: I go through the steps, but the nuances is understanding each step, right? Why you do it, because it's the simple part. If you understand why you do it, if you don't, you'll forget it. And by skipping steps, it's like climbing steps. If you skip a step, It's not going to be as fundamental, right? I call it rules. People skip steps but won't break rules. So sometimes I have to get down with people and say, these are the rules of sales. Don't break the rules. Because if you miss one step and you go to the next one, uh, you alienate your potential client. It gets muddy in the waters and people always blame everything else. A good salesman will blame everybody else except themselves why they didn't get the (laughs) sale?
1: Now, one thing that you mentioned is that you don't necessarily have to go to college to be a salesperson. But in order to learn these steps and learn how to implement them, what is like a decent amount of time that you should devote to your training and the investment in yourself? For sales? Yes.
0: Yeah, you take somebody in college spends eighty, ninety dollars. Thousand dollars, they get out there making thirty-five, you know, thousand, maybe fifty thousand, if most. I think the median in the United States is forty-two, but a salesperson can run over that at any given time, depending on the product, or service, or process that they're using. And to teach somebody from scratch, I'll take for example. I'll just give you an example. So a client found me on LinkedIn. The lady that's out of Phoenix, Arizona, and she's been having a company for twenty some odd years small company about 16 employees she makes around about 200 300,000 a year so she reached out to me she's an introvert and so i said here's what's going to happen every time you make money based upon what i teach you mark it down and in three months most of my programs are three months or more we'll look back and see what you made and so just by going through the steps about 30 days in is when it starts to click i have to make people to understand that sales is a different language and so once you start understanding the way sales actually works and that light comes on, then I can teach you really the good stuff that keeps going. Cause most people don't. And two, two, two and a half months in, she was like, I made 80, $90,000. I'm like, how much did you pay me? If I only paid you 12, I'm like, was that a good investment? Yeah, and this, in college, you could spend eighty, and then you come out making thirty-five. and if you get a good sales coach, you could make $100,000 depending on the product or service that you have. You mow down everything. So I emphasize sales and everything I do. My kids, I teach them the difference of sales and things like that. And there's, not to get off, but there are civilizations that still do it. You go to Greece, you go to India, you go to Jamaica, everybody's selling, right, all the time. And we're here in the United States. It's around us. We're being sold all the time. People don't even see it. Every time. It's everywhere. And so once you understand the language and you'll start to see it, it's like opening the matrix. This thing is everywhere. I'm like, mm-hmm. So now you understand you have to get involved because some people I don't want to be sold. You're being sold every day. You just don't think right.
1: something as simple as going to McDonald's. Would you like fries with that? Yeah. Can I, when you're at Chick-fil-A, okay. my pleasure. anything else. You're being sold all the time.
0: All the time. All the time. You whether you're dating apps, food, Uber, everything. And so if you don't understand the language, you won't be able to you get taken advantage of a lot. And people always look at sales as a negative aspect. They always get thinking the house. The only time you really have to negotiate in your life for sales is a marriage. <laughs> A house and a car, which is the three most important things that you do. But all the little other stuff follows along so, side of it as well.
1: Okay. So you mentioned that was your experience with one of your, with one of your clients. What does working mm-hmm. look like? Do you do one-to-one coaching, group coaching? Tell us about it.
0: I've done both. And it's basically going down the steps and re-emphasizing. But one-on-one coaching is really effective. And why that is? Is because we get the role play, right? And a lot of things in sales, is an action item. You have to have practice. Just if I go out there, and me and you, and I said, okay, we're going to play flag football, and you never played wide receiver. Like, we're going to have to throw a couple of times, so you get, it's going to take some practice. So anything in life is, is based on practice, and most people will start, be with a company, they'll be successful, or they'll start a company. Everybody's entrepreneurs now, right? And they'll start a company, I'm an entrepreneur. And I go, sell me, what? That's it. mark you and say, the first thing you should learn in sales, in business is sales. And if you can't sell it verbally, how are you gonna get it out there? And so the main thing I tell people is that you have to understand that sales is important in business because all these things that we have, the cell phone, the internet, all of these things that we have now to sell, email campaigns, all this stuff. It's just tools. Sales hasn't changed since Roman times, before that time. Frame. But these are just tools. If you look at them as tools, if I can come into business and take away your cell phone and your laptop,
1: how are you going to be in business? It would definitely be difficult.
0: You'll go back and you'll go back to where you originally intended in that selling people. That's why. I one of the thesis that I do is the top four people in the United States, and one of them is a homeless person. The theory on that is you see them out there on the corner. Do you know how much a homeless person makes in a coming like month on the side? That's at the street corner. That's a good street corner. Do you know how much they make
1: per month? Probably more than someone who's working minimum wage at a job.
0: So they can pull down normally between. If they're doing it right, they can pull down anywhere between 500 to $700 a week. But they don't have any bills. They have a cell phone now. But they don't have a house. They don't have a fax machine. They don't have all that. Now, here's another thing that a lot of people don't understand because they get mad. So what is the homeless person selling?
1: They are selling the image of them in distress, possibly. Or what are they selling? Poverty? What do you get? Satisfaction of knowing that I've helped someone.
0: What do you get in your hand? What do you get when you give them money? What do you get?
1: I don't get anything in my hand.
0: Nothing. So you got a person that got an office, they got business cards, doing all this stuff. They can't pull it. So what's the difference between that homeless person and you?
1: Could the answer be confidence?
0: The deal for the homeless person is that they focus. They don't care. What they look like they don't care about their friends they don't care about the phone calls they don't care about social media they're not worried they're focused only primarily on and they don't care about the rejection repetition don't care they're closing i either want something to eat something to drink a drug something that i want i don't care what my family tells me i don't care what my girlfriend says i don't care what my hair looks like nothing and people sit there in the car and feel bad for those people. They're making more money than you and they don't have to pay the taxes that you pay. And they go
1: sit under the tree and go chill. You at work, stressed out, trying to drink coffee. Ben, this has been education. <laughs> this has been education. Who's the, the better seller? The homeless person. What do you get? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No brochures. Nothing. You get nothing. No follow-up phone calls. Nothing. No freebies. Nothing. No email list with value chain. You get nothing. nothing. Okay. I get nothing. So for people that are challenged with focus and or confidence, as a sales coach, how do you help them? Depends on how bad you want it. You got to work. People don't want to work anymore. The deal of it is,
0: it's what you want. Sales is there for you. Anybody can sell if you're willing to put the work in. And that's what it is. Ever since I've been in the game, a lot of people I know are still in sales to this day. They make more money doing that than anything else. It gets to the point, they call it gigs, right? You'd be in a sales position for two, three years, you get burnout. It's not easy. Everybody else comes into the company, gets a check. PR person, media, social media, graphic designer, the accountant, everybody comes into the company, they come in, hey, how you doing at the coffee machine? What's going on? Your job in sales is hit the phones. Your check is if you're commission-based, which normally it is, right, sometimes commission only, your job's on the line every day. First person to go is normally salespeople. They have the worst budget. They probably make, some of them make more money than the managers if they're doing well. This guy's making money. (laughs) Because... is performance based and so that's what i tell people i go from old school where i came in doing gigs working for companies you come in on friday the doors are closed you're supposed to get a check they closed up and you just go to the next gig use your talents go somewhere else but if you're a ceo of the company a small company you better know how to sell you better know how to talk to people and get stuff done and all that kind of stuff right
1: So what does the conversation look like for solopreneurs, business owners who are actually operators? They own the business, but they're operating in the business in terms of developing a sales team.
0: The thing I also provide, I hire, I become HR for companies to hire salespeople because one thing a salesperson do know how to do is get a job. So they can get a job. Doesn't mean they can do it. If, if you don't know sales yourself, how are you supposed to hire salespeople? So a lot of people come into the entrepreneur space lacking these type of knowledge. They come from a successful company. They decide to go out on their own. They had the whole infrastructure at the company. They didn't have to do anything but come in, making six figures and they decide to go out and start their own company. And they realize, hey, I gotta sell. <laughs> And your muscle has atrophied since you were a child, because in Western civilization, since probably you've been a toddler, everybody's been telling you to stop asking, stop asking, it's rude. So your muscle has atrophied until you go into your thirties or twenties, and you start your own company, and you realize you gotta start asking again. It's been twenty years since you've been asking. You went to school, went to college, then got a job. You just showed up every day. You didn't have to ask for nothing. And all of a sudden. You got a product or you're a consultant now you have to start asking for money you haven't done that in 20 years it feels awkward and that's why i say in other countries they ask all the time right some of the places the markets you go if you don't ask it's rude you don't negotiate in some of the markets that you go to the food markets they love that negotiating and people i've been to jamaica we've been to montego Negrill, the falls duns river falls and when you come out of Duns River Falls, of course, every place has that souvenir shop in the end. And the souvenir shop in Duns River is all the Jamaicans there with hand carved wood. And they're just, they're aggressive. And I start laughing because you see the people that's from the United States, they all like this. And I'm like, these people, <laughs> you from America, man. You just, you're looking for a price. Negotiate right in front of your face. And people are like, oh, this is. So and I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, this is how because I travel the world. You see it all the time. Suffering the United States or Western civilization. There's a the price. Can't afford it. Don't ask.
1: Ben, if you had one piece of advice for an entrepreneur on how to play big faster in the world of sales, what would it be?
0: Find someone that you can work with to learn and generate a process that you can replicate, master and as the business grow teach it to others to grow your business because the doors don't open if you don't have any money and sales is the first front part of that seeing companies out there that just totally sales driven no marketing amway network marketing this is all sales they don't have to market they just sell to individuals who sell to other individuals who sell to other individuals and that's how And it's all sales. They don't market. They put their money back into the salespeople. There's sales everywhere. You just have to look at it and see it. Right.
1: Tell us where to find your book.
0: Master the Art of Closing the Sale. Cheap plug. On Amazon. Very simple. I break down the 10 steps in there. Uh, It's not a big, thick book because I want to keep it simple. And if you can go through those 10 steps, you'll understand the nuance of what sales is. And it takes a little bit more explanation for you to understand, to attach it, to start utilizing it. And then once you're able to do that, I worked for a company back in, I think, back in the early 2000s that taught, it was very fundamentally strong company. And we're closing everything. Like it was like, Unbelievable! And all we had was a black phone and a notebook. We didn't have laptops. They gave us computers. We got pissed off because it slowed everything down. We yeah. didn't type stuff in the database. Follow up? No, you had a notebook. You wrote. It. Like you go through your notebook. You know what you—that was your database. And then years later, we we're gonna do this computer. Computers? Right? We got time to type stuff in. We're back. We were doing about 125 to 160 dollars a day i'm from the old school rejection was i loved it because every rejection to motivate me was the closest to the next sale so you have to find ways to motivate yourself people get personal and they get rejected and oh i suck at this and then once your confidence goes down the people on the other side of the phone will know it and nothing's going to happen and people walk away be taught right the first time you'll understand
1: for those of us who get the book, but we still want more Ben Brown, how can we work
0: with you? Is my website is 360 Sales Consulting co- conferences that my book is online on Amazon Mastery Art of Closing the Sale, but I still have it where people can reach out to me, and that is meetwithbenjamin.com. Very simple. You just go there and you schedule yourself a session, 15 minutes. And I only work with people where the potential client is going to pay for me not them because once you learn how to sell you're going to make so much because most of the people i work with generate 30 to 40 to 60 percent more because they're learning how to actually sell plus i teach them things like working with databases are they technically sound are they verbally sound and then some people have a lot of money just sitting in their company and not using because they don't look at getting referrals Referrals is big for business. That's how a lot of businesses run. The insurance business is purely referral. And some people are just so happy to get the sale, they just move on to the next sale. They don't even think about the referrals. And that's maybe 10, 40% right there. Easy.
1: Ben, thank you so much for being with us.
0: Yes, no problem. Thanks for the time.
1: And until next time, play big faster.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.